Blog Talk Radio. Hello,
everyone. You're on the D Hour Network. I am your host, Marsha Thaddison, for For Your Health Show. I want to say hello, everyone. I hope you're having a beautiful Sunday day. Um, it is June 30th. Oh, my God. I want to give a shout-out to all my babies. I have three daughters, and two of them are born in the month of June. My oldest one, her birthday was June 27th. Hey, Martina, happy birthday. And my middle child, her name is also Marsha. You know, a co-host that was helping me out a couple of months back, her name is Marsha. So back in the days that Marsha was very popular, but we call her Ellie. So she's celebrating her 30, um, no, 39. She'd be 39. Oh, I don't told her age on the back. But anyway, happy birthday. And then Tasha Nisha, who is like a, uh, she's my daughter from another mother, and we celebrated her birthday it was June 24th. So we have one on June 27th, June 24th, June 30th, and my husband, who's now deceased, his birthday would have been on June 29th. So to all the June birthdays, happy birthday. I hope everything's going well and many, many more. So I want to wish everyone to uh, thank you for being on the show and you're listening because, you know, for your health show, our goal and my mission with this show is to educate us about food that is nutritionally healthy for us, our mind as well as our body. And you know that if you listen to previous guests that's been on the show, what my mission is as a business owner and an a individual is to bring this awareness to everyday people because a lot of times, like me, like I, I share with you the reason why I got into this, with my youngest daughter having warts on her finger, and I had no clue how to get it off there. And even the doctors and over-the-counter stuff wasn't working. And it's when I changed her diet, those warts went away. And I couldn't believe because I had no concept that food had that much impact on our body. I mean, hey, I was just working, paying bills, and, you know, doing what everybody else is doing. You know, what I learned is that we we, we eat like mama because that's our resource from food. You know, mama cooks the meal, and then you get older, and you want that recipe, and you call mama back and say, hey, what's that recipe, and how do you do this? So we want to kind of look at yesterday's way of doing it and bringing it up to today to educate the next generation and teach our new generation of millenniums and the next one that's following that generation on the skills of cooking with real food and going back into the kitchen and preparing those healthy meals. And that's what we're about. So I just want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. It is June the 30th. We're at the end of June, so we're going into the month of July. So today I just kind of wanted to talk about one of my favorite things, and that's fermentation and canning. Um, I started off canning when I started Yesterday's Kitchen for Today about 12 years ago. As I said earlier, with my youngest daughter getting warts on her finger and learning that it was the food and finding out I had to take her off the white flour, white sugar, white rice, and white salt. And when I did that, um, and then increased her vitamin E because a lot of those foods have no nutritional value whatsoever. They're dead. So we're eating food that's mentally, emotionally, and physically destroying us. And when I learned that and I start buying um, whole grain bread from this bakery here in Atlanta, Georgia, called Highland Bread, 
Highland Bakery, and there at this little restaurant and bakery, they will mill the fresh wheat daily and make the cakes and the muffins and the bread. And it got to be pretty expensive. Um, and that was over 12 years ago, and I was spending $8 then. And I said, okay, I can't keep doing this. So I knew I had to learn how to mill my own flour and do it that way, and which I did, and I like it. And I'm telling you, I'm I, I don't do anything hard. Um, it's it's just taking it's a little more time processing of doing it. And I think um, I think it's important for us to sit alongside our children and uh, show them these skills and making sure they have it. Because I tell you, I don't. I've always said this on the show. I've said it repeatedly over and over again that I don't know what tomorrow holds for us as a nation as individual people, uh, economically. Uh, I just know that I think it's our responsibility to teach our children how to grow their own food, how to be self-sufficient, and knowing what that food can do for their mind, body, and their soul, and knowing how to prepare those food and store it long-term as well as short-term. And anyone who's attended any of my workshops and we're currently redoing the website, so bear with me. As a small business, it's a struggle. I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining that um, my mission with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today and For Your Help blog talk show is to be able to reach families, to bring them on with the business, to educate and teach the next generation how to prepare healthy meals. So currently um, what we're doing with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today is that we're going to re- reinvent it and set it up like a Mary Kay and a Pamper Chef party. So we'll be um, alerting our listening audience and my Facebook families and friends that's interested in this business and learning how to do this and earn money to um, come on board uh, because we will be recruiting and training families to go out or individuals to go out if they love cooking, they want to learn how to eat healthy, they want to learn how to have nutritional meals and things like that and how this food is affecting our kids. And I've had many people on my show, Roberta with the hypoglycemic, and then we had um, Robert on, and we talked about food and behavior. I am totally convinced. I am totally convinced that the sugar, the white flour, the food is causing criminal mindset on many people. I was looking at... um, the news. I can't remember. I wrote the little girl's name down in my prayer journal because a lot of times my spirit really grieves when I see our kids getting in trouble. And the news paint these children as villains and evil and things. And I know they're sick. I know there's mental illness. And we're not looking at the fact that mental illness is well and alive in our communities and we're not addressing it. And a lot of times, individual families don't have the insurance or the money or the resource to be able to get that help for their children. And this is why it's so important for you to listen to my previous blog talk shows and how people are getting their children back with diet. Diet, food is so important. It's not the, you know, medication is good and it has its purpose and it has its season, but not a lifetime season. I think it's just a season. We have four seasons in a year, spring, summer, fall, and winter. 
and those seasons may be shortened depending on the weather or the conditions of the weather. But what I'm saying is that it shouldn't be a lifetime of misery for your families or individual to be suffering. You know, in 23rd Psalm, God says, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. He knew when Adam and Eve got kicked out of their garden, they ate from the wrong tree. Today, we're eating food that was not designed for our body, and it's affecting our, our brain and our emotions and our feelings. All of that is being rampantly destroying us and our families because when someone is mentally disabled or having mental problems or depression, it affects the whole family. It does not affect one person. It's, it's an emotional transfer that it just transfers this energy or negativity and anger throughout the house. And so we know if we bring you to a table that can bring back live food, healthy food, that can give you your health back and your mind back, we can celebrate what God has given us because he has prepared the food for us and we've gotten away from it. I'm not vegetarian and I'm not vegan, but what I'm learning is that our food should be real. And I've said this before again and again, you know, and sometimes people say, well, you said that before. You said it before. You know, the Bible tells us to teach our children when they lay down, when they get up, when they walk along the sidewalk, the way. And I'm always repeating things to my kids. And they always say, Mommy, you said that. I know I said it, but did you get it? And do you have it enough inside you that you're going to take what I said and make it work for your life and the lives of the children that's going to follow you through your loin? So it's important for, mom, for me to be a mom and a grandma. And I see these children out here, and I love kids. I really do love kids, and I love our kids. And I truly believe our kids aren't bad, that we have to feed them and take care of them and nurture them before they're in the womb and while they're in the womb. I mean, use this first hour just kind of reflect on my feeling and my mission for this business. And then the second hour, we're going to focus on the canning and fermentation because that is one of my – fermentation is one of my favorite things I like doing. Um, it's eating fermented cabbage and fermented salsa and some other fermented corn because it's very healthy. But what I'm doing, as I said before, is not hard and it's very easy. But what I'm making you understand that when I see these people, young lady stabbed her mom like 80 times, and it was just another, um, in Yahoo, Yahoo News, I was looking at some guy who's a, who's a graduate. He stabbed his roommate or someone uh, numbers of times, and they say he had a blackout. Doctors know that food has a profound effect on kids emotionally. Uh, hypoglycemic, low sugar will have people black out, have them angry, and they would have, also have them diagnosed as mental illness when no mental illness is there. And that's why we had Roberta on from the Hypoglycemic Foundation where she shared her story about her depression after her children and being on antidepressant medication, and it's gone from one mental illness to another and um, mental facility and another, and then put in with the given electrical shock treatment. And finally, she found a doctor who was able to diagnose her with being hypoglycemic or low sugar. And another thing I know, and even the officers and our people that are serving us, they're also eating food. 
I truly believe many of them don't want to be out here shooting someone. People are sick. We're making poor judgment based on our diet. Uh, Officer Noor, I think it's Noor, N-O-O-R, I think he did in 12 and a half years. Lady called for help. Um, she startled him and ran up to the car and banged on the car and he shot her. And he's not going to do prison time 12 and a half years. I grieved in my spirit for these guys, these officers. And knowing that they're too eating the wrong kind of food and making the wrong judgment and making them fearful and angry and poor judgment. We all are sick. We are all sick in all the, in every community. Mental illness and emotional illness is real. And we had uh, Tony Stephan. I'm trying to get Tony back on from True Hope Vitamins. And Tony um, used nutritional vitamins to get his son back from uh, uh, schizophrenic. Uh, daughter um, bipolar, uh, his family was sick, and his wife committed suicide being bipolar. The father-in-law committed suicide by being bipolar. This show was to educate us about food and its power it has. Think about it. The power of food, the wrong kind of food, eating what God told them not to eat, got them kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Eating the wrong kind of food. The food that was not designed by God but designed by man is getting us kicked out of our mind, body, and soul. And people are making poor judgments with their children. They're angry, agitated. They have no patience, and they lash out, and the babies are getting it. The wives are getting it. The families are wreaking the havoc of us eating the wrong food. So yesterday's Kitchen for Today our goal is to start setting up home parties. Um, the home parties are going to be designed for canning, fermenting, milling fresh wheat into flour, the grain of wheat classes, and then we have a class called the Labor of Love. That is the class teaching moms and dads how to prepare their uh, their wounds and their bodies to have babies. So eating several healthy foods six months before you're pregnant to get that wound healthy so you can house that baby for six months and feeding it the healthy food so it can develop and be totally healthy and how to feed that baby after it's born because we want babies that are healthy, strong, and smart. And we have to start with the next generation and teaching them what that looks like and how it's done. So I truly believe doing this in home party settings will be much better. Um, I tried doing it through some churches and other organizations, and I had a store. But I find out home parties where people come together and they can do on-hand training, teaching with the equipment, tasting the food that they actually made there in the demonstration of the party, being able to order healthy new uh, vitamins, food, um, and equipment that go home and practices doing this with their own family. And not only that, I find out the kids love cooking. There's a lot of kids that love cooking. Uh, they want to learn how to do this and make healthy food because they're going to be adults sometime. And, you know, I watch this um, chef program where these little kids are little shit cooking, little kid chefs, and these kids were putting some fancy dishes together. So our kids want to learn this. We don't even have home economics anymore. In our schools, um, I think 
they may be bringing some back in some areas depending on the location of the school and the area and the money. You know, it's got to do with the money. And that's another thing people are concerned with, eating healthy, organic, natural, that is very expensive. And what I want you to know, um, getting cancer is expensive. Um, Being diabetic is expensive. Being overweight is expensive. Having knee and hip replacements is expensive. Having heart condition is expensive. So I think once we learn how to prepare these healthy meals on the front end and not on the back end after you're sick and have these um, prognosis from the doctor that you have congested heart failure. My daughter and I, um, is lifting one of her, she met a young lady. Um, they went on a cruise together. It was 12 young ladies that, um, that have traveled together and um, visit things, uh, kind of ladies' trips. And one of them is in her late 40s, early 50s, had a heart attack. And I'm meeting young women, uh, families who um, wife or sister or brother, Alzheimer's at age 50. You got a lot of young people that's having hip replacement, knee replacement at a young age, and they're not even in their 50s. So this is not right, and it's not designed to be. So we want to bring this information and the teaching and the tools and the equipment that you need to prepare to have healthy food and how that's done in your own home. So that's our goal uh, with yesterday's Kitchen for Day. So I'm going to be constantly updating you. Um, found a young man that's going to help me put the website together. So we're I'm currently putting some things together. So we're going to start off first with the grain. Um hosting grain parties, so if anyone like baking bread, um, milling fresh wheat into flour, um, wanting to learn how to do this, learning to learn how the benefit of whole grain can be for their body, we'll have the information. We're going to have um, some training and workshops and, and let you know where you can um, get the information. We're here out of Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to be setting up some webinar classes for those who are not in the city of Atlanta and want to be a part of this uh, real food movement that's going to go from house to house, family to family, to educate them on being healthy and earn some money, set your own hours, and be your own boss. And, you know, we want to know how to take care of our kids, how food is done. So that's what we're going to be here to do. All right, I just want to remind you, you want to be our network. I'm your host, Marsha Thaddison, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Can throw out all the blues 
Marsha Patterson with For Your Health 
Uh, before the show, I mean, for the break, I was sharing with you the vision for yesterday's kitchen for today and how we plan to set that up as home parties. One of the things um, I'm really proud of the fact is that um, I've taken time over 12 years. I've learned about a lot of different products that are healthy that will be listed on each of the catalog, uh, catalogs of each of the products we sell. Like I said, we have, we'll have be doing a canning party, so if you're into canning and you want to just do canning, that's fine. We'll show you how to canning uh, yesterday's way and how to can today's way. And that way you're using some of the electrical equipment and things like that. But then you got a lot of young people and some of the uh, uh, baby boomers that want to go off the grid. we got to encourage many, many people to um, farm have gardens, grow your own produce, go back to canning or fermenting. So it's important for us to to pass this down to the next generation and share this. But then you're making money. You can earn money. You set your own time to be able to do this. And so the website will be taking in registrations and uh, showing you what the kit will start with on the kit and learning how to use the equipment and be able to go out and host parties with your families and friends. And, you know, my vision for yesterday's kitchen for today is to be able to change how baby showers are done and how wedding showers are done. I mean, yeah, it's cute to have little sex toys and all these other things, but also being able to teach the next generation how to cook and how to use the, uh, the tools and the equipment that they can have better health and a long life together. Uh, with the labor of love class, well, let me back up. So we have the canning class that you can offer. I'll be offering a kit for people who's interested in just in canning. And you learn that and you have a catalog. And as I was going to say, behind each of the catalogs or each of the workshops you decide you want to be a part of or doing, we have nutritional vitamins and things that we know and try has had tremendous effect on our bodies and being helpful. How many times have we gone to the health food store and bought vitamins? Guilty. I can look in the cabinet and see half of those vitamins I've never finished, started taking them, didn't see any results. So what happened? I didn't take them anymore. So they're sitting there, and you're ready to throw them out or looking at the expiration date. I'm going to share with you guys when you become a part of Yesterday's Kitchen for Today teaching our business is to educate families about healthy food. We're going to introduce you to vitamins and nutrients that we know work that has a profound effect on your health and making some changes because we tried it ourselves. I'm, I don't, everything that we're doing here with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today with the canning, the fermenting, the grain of wheat, um, the, yes, uh, the labor of love, and then um, the dairy class, where we do um, teaching how to make homemade butter, homemade yogurt, homemade ice cream, homemade ghee, you know, showing how to do this. And then each of the catalogs that we pre you're presented with or doing um, the business, you will have nutritional vitamins that's in the bag, products, equipment we know works that has made profound difference on our health and the health of our family. And we want other people to be healthy too. A lot of times people get better and they just keep it to themselves. No. We get better, we take it to the mountaintop and we shout it and we want others to be able to do that but earn some money in doing it. So 
the different workshops will be set up, and we'll be posting that information on the training. And like I said, the first workshop that we're introducing um, business part of yesterday's kitchen for the day and inviting people to become a consultant or to just host a party. Uh, you can decide to host a party or you can decide to come uh, become a consultant and earn some money and that, but it's the grain. You know, and the reason why I pick grain is because it's a staple food. Um, Jesus Christ compared himself to a grain of wheat, and we go through all that training about the grain and the wheat, showing people how to store it long-term as well as short-term. Um, another thing that I've learned when I started this business is that I, I found myself meeting a lot of preppers. And I had John on, and he was a preparedness, and he written some books, and he was on. And I'm going to bring some more people back on about being preparedness and uh, showing us and educating us how to be prepared. If you live in the northern states, you may need to have make sure you have heat and how to have heat when your electricity go out, how to feed your family, how to, uh, how to get solar power generators, or how to just stretch your food. Many years ago, um, I went into a car repair service uh, to have my car serviced, and the lady that owned it, her name was Miss Debbie Smith, and was in Lithia Spring, Georgia. And her and I got into a conversation, and I'm sharing with her about my business and what, what my goal is to do and bring to my community. And she said to me, Marsha, you know what? You need to come with me. Um, our church has been doing this for years, and I want you to see on the magnitude of how we've been doing and how we operate it. I said, sure. I never did take time to ask her what church she go to or what was the name of the church. I said, sure, I'll go with you. So one Saturday, Debbie and I hooked up, and we went to, um, out to Tucker, Georgia, and come to find out she's a Mormon. And I now know that Mormons really prepare for um eating healthy, putting food away, and things like that. But in this uh, facility in Tucker, Georgia, is in an industrial park. They had silos in the back full of grain, this huge, huge warehouse, massive warehouse. And they had people shipped in or coming in on bus, buses from different parts of the state. Some was Florida, some was Tennessee, and some were from Alabama. Church people were coming in, and they were packing up food canning of food, um, real inexpensive food, price list. They had a price list they would pass out to the congregation, and uh, people would pay uh, one person or a couple people to come in to represent and get the food. And they were, we were canning of um, uh, oats, uh, oat, like oatmeal. Then they were um, canning of powdered milk. They were canning up dry beans. A lot of this was all dry stuff, really dry, dry food um, in case of emergency. And so people get them in cans or they can get them in big bags. They had um, showing them how to can stuff with using oxygen absorbing package over the package of things. I was so impressed. And then in the back of the facility, if there's a tornado or some natural disaster that hit that area for their congregation, or people around that congregation area, they go in there with generators and things like that already prepared to take care of their congregation as well as others. People, 
So I was very moved by that and thinking, okay, we need to learn how to be prepared to take care of ourselves. And because our we got grocery stores now and transportation stopped. I think they say we have groceries for maybe if there's not a run on the store, we may have groceries for two to three days. Okay. But I was born in New Orleans and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And when Katrina hit, with me and millions and millions of Americans, our eyes glued onto CNN news and all the news stations, watching the devastation of New Orleans, the flooding, the people stuck on roofs and um, and then in the stadium, outside the stadium, uh, thirsty, dying, needing food, needing water. And I'm thinking, oh, no, uh-uh, no, no. We have to do better and learn how to be prepared for these storms or whatever storm that's going to come, an economic storm, um, a natural disaster type of storm, or one created by man. We need to be prepared. And that was one of the things that really helped me to want to learn how to can, how to ferment, not only just the nutritional part of it, but being prepared and having food because our ancestors and our grandparents, they knew this season right now where we're in, the summer season, where it's spring and the summer and the fall, they have a time limit on when they can plant their food, harvest that food. And so when it was harvesting that food, families came together to pick the beans, to get that going and can it and put it away because wintertime was coming. And people didn't have access to grocery stores and being able to walk to stores and getting what they want. I would like to see us going back to canning and putting things away um, like it was yesterday. That's my vision for yesterday's Kitchen for the Day is to bring that technique and teaching to families and to the next generation. In the same way with, with the animals, you know, you had the cows and you had your chickens and you raised them. And you had, they slaughtered them and they put them in a smokehouse and they smoked the meat and they would keep the meat for the winter. Um, when I was in Wisconsin and I worked, uh, the company I worked for was one of the young guys that worked and his name was Craig and he was a country boy, really nice. And he worked for a farmer and he was grass fed meat. And I didn't know the difference because I went to the store and got my meat. And he would say, No, Marsha, get the meat for me. We, you can get the meat. Just share a cow with one of your family members, and you will have the best beef there is. Okay. I did. My sister-in-law and I would share a half of a cow, and, um, oh, my God, that meat was so delicious. I loved the fact that I had the meats wrapped up, marked off, in the freezer. I didn't have to go shopping for no kind of meat. Uh, one of my neighbors had ducks, and she raised ducks. So I would get ducks from her, and my mom was the one to come over to the house. Okay, Lenny, I'm coming. She called me Lenny. Lenny, you got these ducks in your freezer. I'm taking these ducks home and cooking. Hey, go for it. And that was what we did. That's how I operate. We looked out for each other, and we took care of each other. And I want us to get back into that mindset. You know, families looked out for each other, and they cared. When you can some, you may can some for your neighbor who's an elderly who, didn't, who couldn't get to know how to do this. His health is poor. So that's very important. But as I'm sharing with you about the healthy food and how to prepare it, 
I wanted you to be able to have the farmers. So I had a list of farmers where we can get these produce and support the local farmers. I'm going to tell you this. I, um, I've been craving some watermelon. Been in several grocery stores, even Whole Foods grocery store, looking for a good watermelon. I'm looking for a watermelon with the seeds in it. Oh, my goodness. I'm in Whole Foods. I cannot find a watermelon with the seeds. You know, the black seeds that used to be in the watermelon. I want I want my watermelon to look like it did when I was a kid. I don't know what this watermelon looks like or what it is. Uh, some lady on Instagram posted a picture of a watermelon that she had bought from the store. It didn't have the seeds in it. And she let the watermelon sit, and they forgot and let it sit out. And it got rubbery looking. It looked weird. It looked very weird. And she was tripping, so she put it on Instagram to say, I don't know what I'm eating. I don't know what this is. Because, you know, a lot of our food, a lot of the seeds have been patented. As we know, Monsanto, Sargento, and many of these other chemical companies have patent seeds where the United States Constitution had initially set it up where you could not patent seeds, but now they do. So we're encouraging people. And um, next week on the show, we will have Shannon from a rare seed seed company, Baker's Creek Seed Company, heirloom seeds, encouraging people, if you buy seeds, make sure you're heirloom seeds. And being able to say, and that is important. So I'm out looking for a watermelon. Couldn't find a good watermelon with the seeds. I had some errands yesterday going down Moreland Boulevard in Atlanta, Georgia. I see this old truck kind of bent over, kind of ragged little old truck, pulling a whole bunch of watermelons. And he was on the side uh, of the road. He actually had ran out of gas. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that little farmer may have the real deal. So I made a U-turn and went right back over there to him. And I said to him, I said, sir, do you have the watermelons with the seeds? He said, yes, ma'am. He said, but I'm trying to make it to the gas station. He said, my gas hand broke, so I wasn't sure where my um, how much gas I had in my truck. So I followed this gentleman to the gas station, got to talking with him, and um, I bought, oh, my God, some watermelon. It is so delicious. I got this nice watermelon. I bought some sweet potatoes from him, and he actually gave me some corn because he said, this lady's following me for my watermelon. I look, I'm following you because you got watermelon with the seeds. I want the watermelon with the seed. I don't want nothing seedless. In Genesis 1.12, the Bible said we need seed to reproduce. So I want something that is initially designed by God and not by man. And so that's how I feel about it. So I'm going to end up juicing some of this watermelon or, or sharing some with my um, neighbors because there's a big watermelon. My family's on vacation, so it's just me here now. But his name is Charles uh, Belvin Produce, and he's on Cascade here in Atlanta. So I was so excited talking with him, and so I'm going to get him, Mr. Charles, back, um, get him on the show to talk about being a farmer, especially being an African-American farmer, because African-American farmers used to be very prevalent in the United States, but they died off. Many of them died off, and a lot of them just couldn't afford to keep up with the land because 
the USDA, we all know, was being very racist and segregated with um, the farmers. They weren't getting a fair deal or getting the support from the USDA. So they're trying to rectify that. And actually he said that um, he was waiting on that grant that President Trump just um, signed for the farmers. And that's another thing, a reason why I think it's important for us to, while we have a harvest now, because of many of those farmers this year, because of the devastation in the Midwest, our farmers are suffering. Black, white, whatever, they are suffering. And we need to, lift, first of all, lift them up in prayer and uh, because that's the hard work. And then, too, with this immigration um, laws and things like that, many of the Hispanics and other people that used to help these farmers work their fields are very, especially if they weren't citizens, are very reluctant or very uh, fearful of being exposed and losing um, their uh, home here in the United States. So there's a lot going on uh, regarding our food. We got the tariffs in place. We have the farmers that are weakened, um, being devastated by the weather. So I want people to be conscious that food prices may go up. And when things are in season, learn how to grow your own food. And that's what um, Shannon will be on next Sunday, talking about growing your own food, the proper seeds to buy, and how important that is. Because once we get the food, and then we would talk about how to store that food. And that's what yesterday's Kitchen for Today is about, putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people, knowing how to make fermented cabbage. And then a lot of times if you have someone has cancer or other health issues, learning how to juice the fruits, the vegetables, the cabbage. Oh, cabbage is so powerful for fighting cancer. Uh, juicing with blueberries and um, uh, kale and carrots. You know, we had Brenda Cobb on, Cobb on from the Living Food Institute who was diagnosed with breast cancer and ovarian cancer, and the doctor only given her days to live. And she didn't take, she stopped, she didn't do the chemo, didn't do none of that, and went home and started juicing. And that, she's, she's around, she's opened up two Food Living Institute here in the United States. We want everyone to be healthy. We know that we all have our cheating days, and that's why we had Kelly on, Kelly Jefferson on, on the colonics. Hey, I cheated, so let me go to the colonics and get this cleaned out of me. Let me know how to detox and clean my colon and my liver and my kidneys so everything knows. Let's get it going on. My daughter took um, my granddaughter to Honduras to, um, to try to meet Dr. Sabi. And um, she went to the village and they were doing the herbs and the detoxing. And she met many great people from all over walks of life that said they, they're not vegetarian, they're not vegan, but they come there to detox, to clean out, to use the herbs, they use the sauna, they use the, um, the natural uh, sunlight for healing of their body. Many of us don't have the money to go to Honduras or um, the resource to get there. So we bring that resource, that knowledge, and that information to you here on Blog Talk Radio for your health, when we bring our guests on to share their journey on healing their body, 
because it may not be for you, but it may be for a sister or mother or brother or neighbor. So don't dismiss this because you're not having the issue at this time or you don't know anyone at this time. Put that, tuck that in the deep part of your soul, in the back of your heart, so when someone needs this information, it can resurrect and say, oh, I know and I've heard something about people setting themselves free and being healthy. So we'll take another break, and you're on the DR Network. I am your host, Marsha Patterson, and I want to thank you for being with me. Okay, I'm thinking I'm having a problem with this volume here. Hold on here. All right, I'm going to reset this. How to reset this, but um, just want to make sure everybody understands that our mission is to put the power of good health back into the hands of the people. It's because what we in turn put in our hands, we put in our mind and our body. So we want to be healthy. All right, what is going on with this here? Uh, bear with me. Let's see what's going on here. Here we go. All right, we'll be right back on the Hour Network for your help with Marsha Tech.
you back on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson. Uh, the first hour of the show, I was just kind of focused on yesterday's kitchen for today and giving you a vision of what we're planning to do. So if anyone's interested, please give us an email. Uh, you can shoot us out with an email at yesterdayskitchen, the number four, today at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 770-732-6124. Um, the website is still up, the older website is, so you also, also um, email us through that website. It's www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday.com. And then I have a Facebook page. So I'm hoping you guys are checking out my Facebook page. I need to try to, um, my Facebook page is um, my name, Marsha Thadison, that's T-H-A-D-I-S-O-N. And then the other one is Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, the number four. On the Yesterday's Kitchen for Today uh, Facebook page, I have some great information, great resources about what's happening with our food, what's happening with the farmers, what's happening with vaccinations and shots. We, I know, like I said, many times we're busy working, paying bills, you know, trying to take care of the family so we don't be in the loop on the know on the natural scene of what's going on. And this is what this show is for. And I just want to take time to thank all the people who've taken time. I'm a nobody. I mean, who am I? I'm just a mom and a grandma. And I call up these people. God bless their soul. I call these people up to say, look, I want to be able to bring this to my community. I want to share this with what's going on. I know you have a a gym, you know, you get this little gem of healthy nutritional information that I want to put out there for people to know and how to take care of themselves. You know, I had um, Sally Fallon on um, the other day, and she's from the Weston Price Foundation, Mark McAfee, uh, um, Natasha Campbell McBride from the, uh, the GAP Syndrome. So I know these people have a passion and a heart for people to be healthy, well, in mind, body, and soul. And they have a passion for people to have the real deal. We want you to eat food that's right for you and giving you these options as to where you can find these foods, how you can get a hold of it. And, you know, Mark McAfee, you know, he's a raw milk um, institute, you know, educating people about raw milk. I think there's only seven states left in the United States that do not sell raw milk, where that used to be the norm throughout the world. And even other parts of the world, it's still the norm. And even with eggs, fresh farm eggs is not refrigerated. These eggs are coming right from the chicken, and it's set on the uh, counter, and people didn't have to put it in refrigerator because it has a protection called the bloom. And now because of what we treat our animals and how we treat the food before it gets there, we have a protective, put in the refrigerator, do this, do that, put some chemicals, spray this, spray that, and it wasn't designed to be. So, and that's having a profound effect on many, many people's health because your digestive system is eating something it wasn't designed to eat, and your body's feeling it. Your legs, your arms, your mind, your body, everything is feeling it. So they're bringing this information to us to educate us about food, nutrition, how it's helped them other people as a testimony to say, we can do this, but we have to get up, make some changes with our diet, with our food, 
and where we get our food. And that's really important because we want to be able to have you to know, support your local farmer's market, support your local farmers, ask questions. Ask the farmers, can you visit their farm? Can you take a look at what's going on in their farm so you know firsthand how your food is being treated? Years ago in the early 1900s, late 1800s, everybody took care of their own food pretty much. But now, you know, we we have this blind faith and we just lend our food out. You know, we just allow anyone to take care of our food and we just eat it without thinking about where it came from, who, how they treat it, what their hands look like when they were preparing our food. So this is what we're here for, to put the power of good health back into the hands of the people because it's in turn what we put in our hands, we in turn put in us. So I just want to share that. I'm going to come right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about canning and fermentation. And what's, what's best, fermenting or canning? What do you think? We'll be right back.
All right, you're back on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. And the first hour of the show, we dedicated to yesterday's kitchen for today, encouraging you to guys be posted. I'm going to be posting information about our changes with the website, uh, inviting people to host parties, um, being a consultant with yesterday's kitchen for today. we got some new exciting things about educating our families and friends about healthy eating and nutritional ways of taking care of their body. Now, the second hour of the show, I want to kind of look, because we're at the season now, fruits and vegetables are coming off the, uh, off the fields and people are growing their own produce. Uh, you can go to the market and get some nice fresh produce. I was so excited to find that farmer who had the seeds and got me some tomatoes. I was telling my daughter I sliced the tomatoes and it reminded me of the tomatoes that I used to eat years ago coming out of um, her grandmother's garden because those tomatoes were so delicious. And now you get these tomatoes in the store, they don't taste like nothing. They are horrible. So today I want to talk a little bit about canning. Uh, I know canning with some of today's women saying, wait a minute, that is too much work because actually, yes, Candy can take up to about six hours of canning um, fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. So that was the way of life for our ancestors and some of our family. And you got a lot of people today that still can. So, you know, what's the difference between canning and um, fermenting? Did you know the air, uh, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil in which uh, food grow all contain microorganisms? such as yeast, mold, and bacteria. This is a natural occurring part of all foods. This is invisible to the human eye. Uncontrollable microorganisms grow and cause food to deteriorate and spoil unless the food is preserved a special way. And one of the special ways that we've done it over the years was canning. There's two types of canning. There's pressure canning and there's water bath canning. And what are the signs of deterioration of food? Bad smell, offensive odor, and it changes the color of the food itself. And by exposing microorganisms in the food to heat and heat the food, it kills the microorganism and activates the enzyme in the food to preserve the food from deterioration. And so that's why, you know, this hemog- uh, the her- hermetically sealing the food with that little lid, the, uh, the metal lid with the little rubber on it helps seal and preserve our food from, from contamination. So those glass um, mason jars and the, um, the bands that go with it with the rubber uh, hermetically sealed, that when it gets into the water pressure canner um, and it seals it, so that prevents the microorganisms from coming in and deteriorating the food. And that's what our grandparents did with figs, apples, apple butter, the jellies, uh, vegetables. This was the season when people were gathering up their fruits coming from their garden to put it away for the winter. And I know we got the grocery stores and many of the young people saying, "Uh uh-uh, don't want to do it that way. But I think it's important for us to teach the next generation on how to can, how to do uh, water bath canning, which is really, really helpful. Now, the water bath canning, where you're using the water and you're putting the, um, the mason jars into the water and causing it to boil, is high um, 
that is the high acid food, and that's where you get the vegetables like your apples and your oranges, and, uh, the fruits and things like that. And the low acid food when you're preserving are the vegetables, the meat, and seafood, and that's when it has to go into a pressure canner. So if I'm making jelly and stuff like that, that's the high acid food uh, that we can we have. But my favorite, and I've done some water bath canning, but my favorite, and I still love it, and I think it's easier, is the fermenting because you're not boiling water. You're not killing a microorganism. You're not killing all the good bacteria that's on that food or fruits or vegetables. Um, as the Industrial Revolution came around, uh, people gotten away from canning because they were able to get cans and canned food much cheaper as opposed to spending six and eight hours in the kitchen all day long with the stove on, dipping uh, the mason jar into boiling water or pressure canner. So grocery stores and can stores um, be able to package this stuff without the bacteria getting in. But we don't have the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals in there. They're gone. They're no longer there. And that's why it's important for us to learn how to go back to learning how to can or freeze. I have one company that's going to be coming on later this summer, and they're a freeze-dry company showing us how to freeze-dry. So that's very popular right now, these freeze-dry machines that sit home and you can freeze-dry. And it's actually supposed to be much better because the nutrient is locked in there and the taste in there and the color. So with sometimes with the canning, the discoloration comes in there, even with your freezing. So, you know, people freeze food. Um, freezing was another way of preserving food where we would take the food wash it down real good, maybe dry it out, let the air out, and freeze it. But then you got to make sure um, you label it so freezer burn, you know. You can smell it, taste it on the fruits and vegetables. And so being able, in the meat, so rotate that in the freezer. That's why I love the upright freezer as opposed to the chest freezer because when you got the chest freezer, you get everything at the bottom, then you have to rotate it to the top. And I love the upright freezer, so therefore everything is like easy, accessible to pull it in and out, and you don't have to be digging in and pulling things out. But fermented food is very, very powerful, and I love fermented food. Um, we have fermented cabbage, um, fermented salsa. I have fermented corn. I ferment um, garlic. Very easy, simple way of doing that. You know, it's all you need is water and salt, uh, fresh vegetables. That's making sure they're organic um, in some way, or um, a fermented starter. You can buy that. We do sell those starter kits. And you people who are vegetarian that don't want the dairy, and how do you get the whey? And getting yogurt or from kefir um, milk, um, milk that has collaborated, a raw milk that's kind of like it's, like it's about to go spoil, and they tell you to, to pour that inside um, a towel to allow um, the whey to drop from there. Or you can buy yogurt and put it in a towel and tie it up in a rubber band and allow it to drip through. And so what's coming from the milk? that's collaborated, what's coming from the yogurt, 
will be the way, and you can use that when you're fermenting your fresh fruits and vegetables, and it's really, really good, and it's helpful. And it's helping put the good bacteria into our gut. And this way, the food is not being heated. It's not being um, changed by any chemical means, so all the nutrients and the vitamins are still in there. So that's why Natasha Campbell McBride, you heard my um, Mark McAfee when he was on talk about kefir grains, and that's made with raw milk and making yogurt and all that kind of stuff and how that nutritionally helps one's gut to heal. And that's very, very important diet for many of the um, family whose children are autistic is fermented foods. Um, that is one powerful way of them uh, getting their children back is the healing that gut is with the healthy diet. So we want to be able to share with families that fermented food has has really great results for people with asthma, eczema, hay fever, skin rashes, burping in the throat, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, reflux, vomiting, helping with learning disabilities, psychiatric disorder, people who have mental disorder, because we got to realize what affects the gut affects the brain. And many of our guests have been on this show to collaborate this information, to support this information with not only their products, but with uh, recipes and things that people have used to get their children back. And that's part of the GAP diet fermented food, and you can, it's everywhere. Uh, kombucha, you know, kombucha is sold everywhere, fermented drinks. So that is very popular, but it's popular because people are seeing results. Autism, hyperactivity, attention deficit, depression, schizophrenic, bipolar, obsessive compulsive behavior, this eating disorder, epilepsy, and more. All of this that affects the brain is coming from the gut and learning how to clean our gut. And as I said earlier, I'm not vegetarian and I'm not vegan. I do like to eat meat, and um, but I just want to make sure what we're eating is the real deal. And then when you cheat and you go out and cheat, and that's why Kelly was on the show and said, wait a minute, we can clean up our gut. And how we clean our gut up is detoxing, cleaning, and water. Oh, my goodness, water, 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 water. I'm going to have uh, um, Ricarda on, Ricarda Rodale, I think her last name, and she's going to be talking about water and the water filtration system that some people are using to um, making sure their water is alkaline, alkaline water. And so giving others you options of what to do and knowing that Food is powerful in healing. We can fruit ferment vegetables, fruit. We have to be talked about kombucha. The kefir, fermented kefir grains. Um, beans can be fermented. Grains can be fermented. We have sourdough grains. So, you know, sourdough bread, that's part of fermenting. Our ancestors ferment food years before refrigeration came around. But actually, when refrigeration came around, fermented food faded away. It contains billions of healthy, good bacteria, and it's a pre-digestion of the good bacteria. So it makes it easy for our gut to absorb the good bacteria, and it heals the gut, 
and the brain. Fermented food heals the gut and the brain. Fermented food releases the nutrients from the food, making it more bioavailable for the body. For example, um, sauerkraut contains 20 times more bioavailable of vitamin C than fresh cabbage. So fermented food is great for the digestive system. It's full of probiotics. It has some nutrients, and it has healing power for the gut. So we're going to talk a little bit on how to ferment cabbage. I'm just going to give you that little, little simple thing. When we come back, we'll talk about how we can use fermented cabbage and how it's beneficial to us. All right, we'll be right back in this video. Back on the DL Wednesday. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. I want to thank you guys for listening. Also, want to know, get some feedback to know that 
for your health. It's beneficial to you. You're learning something. I need to know, get some feedback. You know, a lot of times we're here and we're just putting out the information, putting out the information. Want to know that you're taking time to follow some of the directions or listen to some of the guests and what they have to say. I know Dr. Carter is one of my favorite guests, and actually he's going to get back him, get him back on for the month of August. And people, he was telling me he's getting calls from Atlanta. He's getting calls from people checking him out um, regarding their health because we try to give you the real deal. People who are sincere about the information and the resource for you to make your life better than the lives of your loved ones. So um, we appreciate some callback. Or if you're listening now, you can give us a call and give us some feedback. And a number here, if you want to reach us, is 646-668-2574. Or you can send us an email, and you can also go to my website um, and just leave a message there, and we'll be we'll, we'll get back with you. And that is www. Yesterday's with an S kitchen the number four today dot com. So if you're listening about fermented food, we're going to talk about fermented cabbage first because that's the most easiest easiest way to start fermenting. I think I truly believe that because I love fermented cabbage, and I'm just going to suggest getting a cabbage. So if you got a list, get your pencil and paper and write this down because this is some good stuff. Get your cabbage from the store that's organic. And I like the cabbage that still has the dark green, the big green leaves on the outside. A lot of the stores, um, because they use herbicide and pesticide, they pull the outer leaf off and they give you just a tight one that's kind of more um, a light green color. And so the deep dark green color leaves are usually thrown away. And actually, you can ask the produce people if they have them, they will let you have them. So just a little note there. But getting you a cabbage, some fermented water, I mean some, you know, filter water, fermented water, filter water, um, some Himalayan sea salt. You know I've talked about the sea salt. This is my favorite, the pink Himalayan sea salt which has 84 minerals. Remember, our body needs 102 minerals per day. So we've got the cabbage, a knife, some filtered water, some pink Himalaya sea salt, or you can use the Redmond sea salt, which is called real salt, that has 60 minerals in it. Or you can use the Celtic sea salt, um, that's more of a gray color salt, and that has 90 minerals. So your salt is your choice, but Pick one of those salts. I think they're powerful, and I love them. And then we want to get some, you can use whey. Now, if you're vegetarian and you don't want to use whey, you don't have to use whey. And one way of getting the whey, the W-H-E-Y, is going and getting you some organic probiotic yogurt. Getting the yogurt, dumping the yogurt out of the container into a towel, Rubber band that towel where it allows the um, the yogurt to sit over um, a bowl, pin it up over a knob on the kitchen cabinet. So it can drip the whey from the yogurt. Once the um, the whey is completely dripped down, and usually I do that overnight. I will drop the um, um, the yogurt um, in a towel and um, 
rubber band it around and then put it on a uh, kitchen knob in the cabinet and put a bowl under directly underneath it. And what's going to drop from the yogurt is the whey. And the next morning, I will take the whey and put it in a container and put a lid on it. But what's the great part about this is what's left in that towel is nothing but cream cheese. And it tastes like the cream cheese that you buy in the store. So you can season that with a little salt, a little honey, or a little strawberries, or whatever you want, and put that on your crackers. So that is your um, cream cheese, and it really tastes good. So taking the whey, you have the whey, the salt, just the water, and the cabbage. So what I do is make sure the cabbage is washed real good, and, you know, we have apple cider vinegar, and we soak our vegetables and produce in um, apple cider vinegar. You can also buy some vegetable wash and rinse in the store. It's your choice. And I always um, take the cabbage in half, and uh, even the core of the cabbage, you don't throw nothing away. You can chop that up very, very finely, very fine to be a part of that meal inside that fermented cabbage. So what I normally do is chop the cabbage up like I'm doing coleslaw, put that in, and then have a big bowl where I can put the cabbage in and sprinkle the cabbage with salt, a little salt. And what you're going to do is if you're frustrated, if you're angry, or you need to get some stress off of you, squeeze that cabbage. You're going to take your bare hands and um, squeeze that cabbage so the natural juice of the cabbage comes through. Now, they have pounders where you can have sticks and you're pounding um, the uh, cabbage. So you're pounding that um, to let the natural juices come out. You want the natural water juice to come out of the cabbage, and the salt and squeezing that allows that to happen. And you've got to keep doing that. Now, I'm giving you a recipe just for a starter because you can add anything to that cabbage if you want. You can slice up carrots. You can put raisins in there. You can put onions in there. You can put garlic. It's your choice. But usually I tell people when you want to start it to make sure your taste palate is where you want it to be. Try it without anything and then decide based on your family's um, likes and what they like to add more things to it, okay? So that's your option. Then we're going to squeeze that cabbage until the natural juice come out. And once it's come out, we get a nice, clean mason jar, and we're going to squeeze that cabbage down into the jar. And you want it nicely fit tight into a mason jar, maybe an 8-ounce mason jar, depending on how much cabbage you want to ferment. You may want to get the cabbage and cook half of the cabbage and ferment the other half. You know, it's your choice. Squeezing that cabbage, squeezing that cabbage until the natural juice of the cabbage is uh, above the cabbage itself. So once the jar is full with the cabbage and you've got it pressed down where the natural juice is, um, have the cabbage completely submerged. And if you do not have enough liquid coming off the cabbage from you squeezing it and squeezing it into the jar, get two cups of water, filter water, and add two teaspoons of salt in there and sprinkle it on and stir that up. 
and pour that in there. Now, I forgot to say this in the beginning, is to save one of those big cabbage leaves because we're going to use that as weight toward the end. So we got the cabbage squeezed into the jars, and we have it completely submerged under the natural liquid. And if you do not have enough of the natural liquid, you have two cups of water with two teaspoons of salt to top it off. At this point, you can add in a teaspoon of the whey into the eight-ounce jar, uh, the mason jar, and then take the cabbage leaf and fold it up and push it down so that the cabbage that has been shredded and chopped and beat it, you know, nice and tight into the jar, stay completely submerged in water. And this cabbage is acting the thick cabbage leaf that you didn't chop up in the beginning is folded up nice and to fit inside there to keep it and act like a weight, to weight it down. And we put the little mason jar tops on there with the lids, or you can buy the plastic one. I really like the plastic one now that they have. Um, Fall has some nice plastic one because with the, uh, the mason, the little old metal lid, when they rust and kind of look kind of raunchy looking over time. So I really like the plastic ones now. So get one of those jars. But we also sell the fermented tops, and you'll see that on our website, um, the fermented tops, which that you don't have to worry about burping the jar because gas is going to build up, and you're going to have to burp and let some of the air out. And with a natural fermenting top, um, it naturally flows the burping cycle and letting the air out on its own, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. So the cabbage leaf is on top. You now have a top, um, your plastic top or the band top, whatever's convenient. Put it on a towel on your counter and leave it for three days. And what you're going to find out, that towel is going to start feeling like it's wet because it's burping up and the gas is coming out. And so that's why it's important for each day just open that top and release the gas out of there. And after the third day, you can take that and put it in the refrigerator, and it's good to go. And it tastes really, really good. I love it with brats or um, some type of side meats. I've done it with uh, corned beef and cabbage, you know, fermented cabbage with the corned beef and had some potatoes, and it was really, really good. So I think it tastes great. I, um, I've done some presentations for the um, – police department and the fire department, and I took some fermented cabbage and stuff with me, with them, and that's all the guys kept saying, oh, my God, I need a hot dog. I need I need a brat. I need a brat to go with this, and it's really good. So if you can flavor it according to your family's palate where they have an onions or garlic or carrots or whatever they may like, um, and you may can season it where it's spicy because I'm not a spicy person. My daughter is and my granddaughter is. Um, they love spice. I do not. But the sky's the limit. You can do your own thing. But what's great about fermented cabbage is so 20 times high in vitamin C. And uh, fermented cabbage juice is very powerful for people with cancer or digestive issues or other health issues. It is very powerful. So vitamin C is very powerful when it's coming to uh, healing your body. So you can take that fermented cabbage and juice it 
and it take it to the 100 power of you having healthy food for you and your family. So I think it's important for us to know how to eat and how to have healthy food. Another easy fermenting recipe um, that I've done and I really like and I make sure I keep it in the house is fermented garlic with raw honey. Super easy, super, super easy, but it helps uh, garlic acts as an antibiotic. The honey acts as a uh, way of healing your body from bacteria and other things, so it's really healthy. So having colds or um, not feeling well, sore throat, it really, really helps. And buying you some raw, uh, getting some raw honey and um, getting you some organic garlic and just cleaning those garlic cloves off and pack that jar uh, with the uh, raw garlic and pour the honey over it until it's nice and full. You don't have to um, put weights down on the honey and the garlic. Just fill it up to to the uh, making sure the garlic is completely submerged under the honey. Put a lid on it, and that you're fermenting for two weeks. Two weeks. That is fermenting for two weeks, and it's really, really good. Um, I had a young lady come by the house um, trying to sell me some health insurance. She had just got the job. Uh, and I'm telling her about my business, what I do, and she's, we're in the kitchen, so we're sampling. I'm, I'm always got people sampling my stuff. I always got people sampling. And she had just started the job, and I was telling her about the garlic and honey, helping with colds and helping her feel better and all this other stuff. She left. I didn't get the insurance with them, but she left. And she called me back maybe a week or two later on saying she had just started the job and she's getting a cold and she don't know what to do and she don't have money to go to the doctor. And she asked me about the fermented garlic and honey. So I gave her a little jar of it and she went home and she was taking it. And I told her to just wrap herself up and just lay in the bed and drink something warm behind it. And she uh, called me to say, oh, my God, this is so good and it has helped and knock that cold right out of my system. And she, you know, she just started her job, so she couldn't afford to take off from work. Um, so, you know, these natural things have such a great benefit for our health and our bodies. And our kids, and our kids can take it too because, you know, it's garlic. It's natural. It can help us. So that's what I wanted to share with you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the Hour Network. Now, if you have any more questions, again, um, please reach out to us at www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday, and we'll be glad to try to um, answer any question, or you can call us here at the station um, if you have questions about any of our previous shows, or you have suggestions that you want us to do or have information on let us know, and that's 646-668-2574. All right. We'll be back on the D Hour Network. This is Mark. Mm-hmm. So fine. So fine. Mm-hmm. So fine.
All right, you're back on the Patterson. Okay, we're coming to the end of the show, but I want to remind our listening audience, this program is for advice. Uh, the radio show advice is that for information only and presented for that education too. It is not to be construed as often as medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness, injury, or condition, or preventing any health problem. The viewer should listen to their uh, talk with their consultant or their physician for, or their healthcare practitioner for medical diagnosis or treatment. We're just sharing with you what other people have learned to do and how to eat. And I know more and more doctors are now becoming on board with nutrition as a part of the regimen of getting better and feeling better or healing because doctors aren't trained on nutrition. We all know that. I think they say they maybe have um, a half a credit class or if a full credit class on nutrition. But we want to get back to the fermented food. Um, the salt that you're putting in there with the minerals, I'm telling you, it is very powerful for healing, high blood pressure. It's so important. And now that we're in the summer month, I was out. I took my car to the car wash this afternoon, and it was one of that drive-through. You drive in and little brush and then you go on the side and uh, wipe it down yourself and vacuum it out yourself. So that's what I did this afternoon. And it's hot in Atlanta. It is very, very hot here in Atlanta. But I made sure I had the salt in the water, in my water. I put a pinch of the Himalaya pink sea salt in my water because when you sweat, your sweat is salty. Your urine is salty and your blood is salty. And before I start doing that, I used to be able to tell you when it was going to rain and when the temperature is going to drop. I can't tell you that no more. My joints, my body is fine. I have no problem with that at all. And one thing I'm learning that your body needs salt. It needs the right kind of salt. That little girl with the umbrella, no, ma'am. She's not the one. But I'm telling you, the salt that I introduced to you earlier was the pink Himalaya sea salt that has 84 minerals, the Redmond real salt, 60 minerals, and the Celtic sea salt, 90 minerals. So we want salt with minerals because, again, our water is not running through the banks and the rivers and creeks, so we're not getting natural minerals that way. We're not getting minerals from our food because our land has been depleted. Brain fog constipation, ulcer, a lot of this stuff is due because we're lacking minerals in our body. I'm telling you, that water and salt is by WD-40. I cannot tell you my joints and stuff ain't cracking and popping and doing all that other stuff anymore. People with high blood pressure eat food that's high in minerals, add the salt, do the water, we had a lady visit with us here in Atlanta. A daughter, my girlfriend, my daughter's girlfriend, mom was visiting us. She was from New Orleans, and I'm telling her about the salt and the fermented food and stuff like that. And she's telling me, "Well, I can't do salt, and I don't drink that much water." She says, "Because I get water gain in my legs." She says, "I have swelling in my knees and stuff." I said, mm. "What I've learned." And I said, you can put this to a test, is that if we, if the land, if it had not rained 
in our country for maybe four or five years or whatever, the ground the ground will be completely dry and cracked. Have you ever seen those um, pictures of people in Africa when they had the drought and the ground of the land is just broken and cracked? And if it had rain, the rain just comes gushing down all at once, it would run off because the ground is too hard to receive it. This lady had been on so many medications, and I told her what the problem is is your cells are completely dry. So when the cells are dry and you drink this water, it, it runs down to the lowest part of your body. And what part is that? Your knees, your ankles, and that other part. I said, how do you get your body to accept the water and to open up? And that is by, you know, putting a little salt on your tongue and um, let it sit there and then sip on the water. Slowly just sip, sip. So she did it. She did it. We're sitting here at the kitchen table talking because she's visiting her daughter because her daughter lives here in Atlanta. And daughter's a good friend of my daughter, so we're chit-chatting. And so we decided we're going to go to the mall and we're going to go to get something to eat. So we did that. We went to the mall, went and got something to eat. Mind you, she sipped the salt on her tongue before we left, and she sipped on the water, and we took off. We forgot all about the water and stuff because we're talking about stuff, looking at things and things like that. So we're standing outside the house laughing and talking and giving everybody a hug before they leave. And her mom screamed, oh! And I'm like, what's the matter? I didn't swell. She didn't realize. We didn't realize that we hadn't thought about it, didn't think no more about it. She didn't have any swelling in her knees or her legs. It's important if you have heart problems or you have any of these problems, it's important for you to have salt in your diet. And fermented food is the best way to get it in with the probiotics and things like that. Please check us out next week. We'll have Sandra, um, not Sandra, Shannon from the Baker's Creek Seed Company on Heirloom Seeds. I wish everyone a blessed, safe, and productive week. Please share or give us some feedback as to how we're doing. Look, I've been doing this a year and a half. I've had one lady, because I was giving away some free, that say, yes, we're checking you out. But give us a call or check us out here on um, the website, on The Hour Network. Give us a shout-out and let us know how we're doing, because we need to know if I should continue this or do I just need to shut up and keep find something else to do. I just want to say I wish everyone a safe, happy, productive week, and be blessed. Thank you. For-